0: Alrighty. Hello and welcome to Nurse Eads, Nursing Made Easy. I'm your host, Nurse Eads. And today I'm going to break down some of the complexities of nursing concepts and kind of make them a little bit more easy to understand. So in this episode, we're going to be diving into not only some definitions that might be easy for you uh, as it relates to health, um, illness, also disparities, and we're gonna talk about some of the models of of health and illness and a little bit more. So we're gonna get started. So let's talk about the definition of health states. When it comes to health, our World Health Organization, or also known as WHO, uh, defines it as not merely the absence of disease, but it's also a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. When it comes to illness, illness is a response um, of that individual, that client or patient to a disease. It, it actually alters their functioning. When we look at disease, which is the medical term, it really refers to a structural or more like a fun- functional changes that happen within that body and mind. On the other hand, wellness in itself is an active state of really being healthy. It encompasses physical, mental, and emotional well-being. So, it's a uh, a good grasp of looking at holistic care, um, which you may hear about within your nursing program, um, within that fundamental portion. But understanding the difference between between those is really a, a good foundation for realizing what's happening with your your patient. So again, those definitions that we went over is about health. And when you look at health, you're thinking, is there something physically wrong, mentally wrong? Is there a social aspect that needs to be addressed? When they're healthy, they're balanced. You don't have to worry about that. If they just start to have an illness or they're affected by a disease, it can alter Functionings that affect them both physically mentally or socially and if they have a disease then they they actually have something structurally or functionally um, And I'm gonna say it's more of a deficit something that happens that affects their body and their mind and Wellness, I'm um, usually I re- represent that as more as they recover um, and they go back to or revert back to a a um, Healthy or maintaining. Let me say that. Wellness is more about that maintenance of being physically, mentally and emotionally having that well-being. Now, when we think about acute and chronic illnesses, we really want to think about um acute illnesses as being something that's a rapid onset. It can last just for a short period of time. And some examples of them that may be common to you, may be the common cold. Um, It could also be something like pneumonia, um, something that comes on very quickly, diarrhea, and then goes away. With a chronic illness, you're thinking um, something that an individual has to endure it has a slow onset it often involves these periods that go in between remission which they don't have it or it could be exacerbated which means it flares up some examples could be diabetes Um, others can be a lung disease and there are different stages when it comes to behavior that's exhibited when a person is ill So individuals can experience different um, stages, um, different signs, when it comes to their behavior. So they can experience symptoms. um, They can assume a sick role. They can assume a dependent role. um, They can go through recovery and rehabilitation. Each one of these stages reflects how that person perceives or their perception of that illness as it changes over time. Some factors that can really influence health disparities can happen um, for multiple reasons. Um, I think this is one of the things that I, I truly missed as a nursing student, not understanding that there are health disparities. And these health disparities Um, are prevalent amongst different racial and ethnic groups. Um, Poverty can also have its influence on someone's health, their gender. And I did know about gender and age, um, but I I learned later on, um, because I missed that whole concept. And that's why I say that building blocks. I missed the holistic care that includes mental health. So mental health, the stigmas that may go along with that can affect someone's, um, has an influence on their health. Their educational level, if they have a disability, sometimes even the sexual orientation or the lack of health, uh, access to healthcare. um, These all have an influential role in, what someone's overall health looks like i mean this is where you start to make that connection with the importance of your role as a nurse and that assessment asking these demographic questions i'm asking these um, delving into who they are and what may affect their recovery or again their access to care or how fast it will take them to recover we move on to human dimensions and health um, that affect health and these are really multi-dimensional um, these can include and encompass again physical emotional and with physical we're talking it can be anywhere from genetic and in, um inheritance it could be age or developmental level race and gender um, with emotions we think about how the mind actually functions, how it adapts or is affected um, and responds to the condition that the body is in. With that intellectual, we're thinking about cognitive. How How does the brain process thinks about the information? What's the educational background? And are there any past experiences that could affect an individual's health? Environmental is also important as it pertains to housing, maybe climate, air, food, water, all those things. We talk about the other aspect that when it comes to just, um, what am I thinking? The other aspect of nursing when we're taking like that holistic care is that social cultural dimension. What's their economic level like? What are their lifestyles? How is it, what's their family background like? And is there a cultural aspect um, that can affect that individual's health? So we're thinking about all of these dimensions because they can contribute to a person's not overall health and well being, but it can also, um, be something that we have to look into as to uh, why their, may cover, their recovery may not be uh, where we want it to be or happening as fast as we want it to be. Regardless, it's, we need to, as our role as nurses, understand that all these dimensions really compose up who they are as individuals. It makes up that whole being, that holistic part of them. So we have to be looking at those to make sure that they're not impeding upon um, the promotion of their health. Which leads us to health promotion and illness prevention. With health promotion and illness prevention strategies can come in different tiers. You have your primary which focuses on promoting health and preventing disease um, or the development of that um, disease that disease process moving forward or having any injury. When you think secondary, it really involves that early disease detection and promote treat um, the promotion of treatment. Tertiary it are aims to reduce disability and help patients regain like a better quality of life, get them back to a baseline, um, to regain the maximum function after they have an illness. Now, what I didn't start off with this podcast is saying is that as we progress, right now, we're talking about a lot of knowledge, things that you need to know. It is more, it it is likely that when you're being, if you're being tested on this or if you're reviewing this in class, these are knowledge-based things that you need to understand as it supports, as it supports the basis for some of the questions that you're gonna have or um, some of the interventions or plan of care that you're gonna start learning how to do. And so it may be like, why am I going through this? But I'm gonna be honest, that fourth semester when I didn't do well, it's because I didn't know this. I didn't know primary secondary and tertiary. I did not know what those are. So I'm going to review that again for you guys. If you're going over this in class, if I was going to focus on anything, I would focus on making sure that I understood that primary uh, focus is on prom- promoting health and preventing disease. So primary care is I'm healthy and I go to my doctor to make sure that I I stay healthy. I want to prevent um there a disease process from happening i'm trying to prevent an injury secondary involves early disease detection majority of the time i've realized that um and it's not realizing as we go through growth and development that there are certain screenings that we need to do whether it be in growth and development whether it be in dental, whether or not it be in vision, those are your secondary uh, treatments that we use to um, determine early if there's something that might be going on. Tertiary, the person has already been affected by a disease process, they've been affected by an illness, and now our job is to reduce the disability that may come from it, whether it be temporary, short-term, or long-term, or to help them regain their maximum function after that illness. So if you can take anything out of that, make sure that you take that, that information with you as you're thinking about the type of care that you're doing Early preventions when questions are being asked about health promotion and illness prevention. I think that would be really good. I, I find that um, many of the students that I tutor. Miss this fact and so I want to make sure that um, I included that for you guys today Um, models of health and illness. There are various models out there that's gonna help you understand health and illness. There's the health belief model that focuses on individuals' perceptions of the disease and its threat to them. There's the health promotion model that enf- emphasizes how people interact with their environment to really pursue their health. Um, you may also see um, their um, discussions about illness continuum that view that looks at um, the view of health, as a either some type of dynamic state um, that is constantly changing with adaptations to what the environment may be internally or externally, so internally within that individual or from external factors. And then you have the agent host um, environmental model. All these models that we look at just looks at, um, again, understanding mental health and, and illness. And let me finish that thought with the agent host environment model that explains how external agents, um, susceptible hosts, and the environment interact to cause disease disease processes. Just understanding really um, how, how these models are used to help the health and and help identify and understand health and illness as it relates to your client. Um is also helps in, and I think their viewpoint, their perception and and their and works towards their recovery as well. I do believe that many of the times why it's difficult to assist a client in the best way possible has a lot to do with their perception of what's happening to them. Um, And if we can help them work through that and to make sure that their perception stays relevant um, and help them um, work through that to kind of see the longevity they can have by actually um, through well-being and promotion of health, um, that they end up having um, a higher quality of life. The last thing we're going to talk about is risk factors for illnesses. There are many risk factors to illness, and I think that um, this is a building block also missed. I am going to tell you when it comes to risk factors, you need to know these from here all the way into the day, all the way up to the day you retire in nursing. Risk factors, majority, of the time, I'm just going to say more than 95% of the time, rests on that individual's age, genetic factors, physiological factors, health habits, their lifestyle, and their environment. And they, they can be, when it comes to these risk factors for illnesses, they are diverse. It can be random. It can be all of these. But you need to kind of have that in mind. So when you get um, maybe a a question that talks about a forty nine year old patient that has PTSD or postpartum depression um, is of uh, maybe um, may. Have a cultural, a culture that puts them at high risk for diabetes, hypertension, and kidney disease, and they live a sedentary lifestyle. What are some of these risk factors that you're going to be thinking about? So when you're learning new information, learning new disease processes, this does not really happen um, deeply within your fundamentals. But when you get into your med surg, when you start getting to your adult, you'll see this a lot. But for the most part, as far as education, documentation, doing your assessment, you're you're using these risk factors that says, you know what? This person is at risk because of their age, genetic factor, physiological factors, their health habits, their lifestyle, their environment, and maybe they need education. Maybe they need health promotion. Maybe they need to go through secondary um, that secondary treatment of detecting early um, through lab work or through screenings, and maybe um, as they if they go into tertiary where they maybe they develop diabetes, but to prevent them from developing other complications that are related to um, diabetes that we work on trying to reduce any further, um disabilities to them so that'll start to work out and as we go into questions we'll start to see that a little bit um, but for the most part that's going to be really important carry that along with you and this wraps up our journey through the intricate world of health status I'm looking at illness behaviors and factors that can influence wellness now one of the things that i want you to remember is understanding that these concepts are key to providing effective nursing care and promoting holistic well being. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to RNE's Nursing Made Easy. Um, Stay tuned for more episodes when we unravel some of these other mysteries as it relates to nursing and help bring some clarity to some of these things that can be complex as it relates to your role in nursing. Remember, together we're taking this journey and we can master the art of nursing and provide excellent care to those we need by just staying together, working together, and identifying our client needs. Until next time.